The following is a sermon from the Vicar and Sure Foundation, a church located in Woodside, Queens, New York, the world's most diverse community. For more information and for more audio content, go to sure-foundation.org. Our sermon text this morning comes from Acts chapter 8. Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Go south to the road, the desert road, that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out, and on his way he met an Ethiopian eunuch, an important official in charge of all the treasury of, of the Kandaki, which means queen of the Ethiopians. This man had gone to Jerusalem to worship, and on his way home was sitting in his chariot reading the book of Isaiah the prophet. The spirit told Philip, go to that chariot and stay near it. Then Philip ran up to the chariot and heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet. Do you understand what you are reading, Philip asked? How can I, he said, unless someone explains it to me. So he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. This is the passage of scripture the eunuch was reading. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb before its shearer is silent, so he did not open his mouth. In his humiliation, he was deprived of justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. The eunuch asked Philip, tell me, please, who is the prophet talking about, himself or someone else? Then Philip began with that very passage of scripture and told him the good news of G about Jesus. As they traveled along the road, they came to some water and the eunuch said, look, here is water. What can stand in the way of my being baptized? And he gave orders to stop the chariot. Then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water and Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord suddenly took Philip away, and the eunuch did not see him again, but, he, but went on his way rejoicing. Philip, however, appeared in Azotus and traveled about, preaching the gospel in all the towns until he reached Caesarea. This is the word of the Lord. This text is the last text that we're going to have from Acts in our sermon series next. Because in the coming weeks, we're going to celebrate the ascension of our Lord, and then we're going to celebrate Pentecost. So, so this is where we're going to leave the book of Acts. But I think it's a real fitting text for that. If, if you remember last Sunday, Pastor talked about how you could divide the book of Acts by the places where Jesus said that the apostles would take the gospel message. This is what Jesus says in Acts chapter 1. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And so as, as we've gone through this sermon series, we've seen the church grow in, in Jerusalem and in Judea. Last week we saw that Samaritan Pentecost where it spread in Samaria. So what's next? Well, that message is about to be taken to the ends of the earth. And that's what the whole rest of the book of Acts is about. In the chapters after the one we have today, 
We'll hear about, you hear about Paul, Paul being called by Jesus. And, and he's an apostle who takes the gospel message all over the world. But before that, we have this example of that worldwide ministry on a much smaller scale. It's Philip speaking to this Ethiopian eunuch. And, and it, it, Luke takes up quite a few verses in his letter just talking about this one man hearing about the gospel message. And, and it's interesting because when Luke's talking about the church in Jerusalem and the church in Samaria, he says thousands became believers and were baptized, but that's all he says. So, so why is the, there so much focus on this one man coming to faith? Well, the Holy Spirit wants us to hear this story. And, and it shows that God's gospel message is going to be taken to the ends of the earth. It shows the Holy Spirit at work sending witnesses to the ends of the earth. God's called us to be his witnesses. And I want to encourage you this morning to be like Philip. Be like Philip that when God calls us, God may call us down strange paths, but he calls us to share a familiar message. I think when Philip, Philip must have been wondering as he walked along this desert road, what God had in store for him. And I can just picture him like walking there. It's all the sun's out. He's sweating, wiping his brow. God, what do you have in store for me? Because Philip was probably a little confused because Philip was the one who, who had started preaching in Samaria. And, and he had been preaching and performing miracles, and many people had come to faith. But then an angel appears to him and tells him to leave Samaria, tells him to leave these crowds of people who are listening to him and go down this desert road. It's probably not the place Philip would have chosen to do ministry. So as he walked down that road, I bet he was a little confused about what was in store for him. And, and what's even more surprising is as Philip's going down this road, is, is the man he meets along the way, this, this, Ethiopian, this Ethiopian eunuch. And, and it's somebody that Philip would have never expected to meet on this road. First of all, he, he's this man's from Ethiopia. And it is not the same country that you think of Ethiopia today, but it is in Africa, just below Egypt. So this man looked a lot different than Philip did. Not only that, this man was in a completely different social class than Philip. He was in charge of the treasury of an entire nation. He's riding a chariot. He's well-educated because he's reading this scroll. But I think what must have been most surprising to Philip as he went up to talk to this man is that this man, this foreigner, knew who the true God was. In fact, he's reading from the book, from the book of Isaiah. He's reading from the book of Isaiah. And, and what are the chances that he runs into someone like this on the road? But it, it's not a coincidence. God put Philip on that path. And God put that Ethiopian man on that path because God knew that he was going to use Philip to witness to this man. So I've got a, question, a few questions for you today. What does your road look like? 
Or, or maybe another way to ask that, do you ever wonder why God has you in the place where you are in your life? Have you ever thought that it might be because he wants you to be a witness? Because God calls us to be his witnesses. And God's in control of all things for the good of his church. And, and God made sure you are exactly where you are today. Does that road that you're on ever feel like the road that Philip's on? Like, like a desert road. A, a road where you're not quite sure it's the one where you... Sh- where it's not one that you necessarily want to be on. You're not in the situation in life that you thought you would be. And you're wondering what God has in, in store for you. But I want you to think a little bit this morning. As we think about being witnesses, who has God put on that road in your life? Who, who's somebody that needs to hear about Jesus? And, and I guess the question would be, are, are you going to walk up to that person and talk to them? Or are you just going to keep walking down that road? See, this, this story in, in, the, in the book of Acts, you could talk about Philip, you could talk about the Ethiopian man, but I think the main character in this story is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's at work making sure that this Ethiopian man is going to hear the gospel message. And it shows, this story shows us what the Holy Spirit's work is. He, the Holy Spirit shows us that this gospel is meant for all people. That this gospel no longer is just for the Jewish people. It, it shows us how God uses humans to carry that message of salvation. Sinful human beings, just like you and me. But God uses us to be his witnesses. It it shows us what it means to be a witness to the ends of the earth. And that doesn't always mean that that you're going to the far corners of the globe, speaking to crowds of people in a foreign language. I mean, if you just look out that window and look where we are right now, we're, we're in New York. You can walk up and down Woodside and reaching out to the ends of, or up and down Roosevelt and reaching out to the ends of the earth could be as simple as talking to someone who's admiring your new Sure Foundation t-shirt. But, but, but God, the Holy Spirit has put us in this situation. He has given us this tremendous opportunity to be a witness. So even though it might not be where you think you should be in life, where you had planned, where you would want to be in life, God has you exactly where he needs you right now. So so when we're thinking about being a witness, sharing our faith with someone, that that can be a pretty intimidating thought. That, that, That can make us a little nervous when we think about telling someone else about Jesus. What do we say? Well, I want to encourage you, and I want to encourage you today to simply that you can 
do it. Even when the Holy Spirit calls us down strange roads or in unfamiliar situations, the message that he gives us to share is a familiar one. Just think of what this man is in the chariot is thinking, this Ethiopian man, as, as he's reading this scroll. He, he has a question that needs to be answered. He's reading from Isaiah. He's reading these prophecies, and, and he was confused. But I bet when you heard the prophecy in, in our reading for today, you know who exactly who that was talking about. A, a sheep led to the slaughter. It, it's a prophecy about Jesus. But this Ethiopian man didn't know who it was, who it was about. And, and, and Philip asks him this question, which might be an interesting question to start an evangelism situation. Do you understand what you're reading? But, but the Ethiopian man's response is so telling. He says, how can I understand unless someone tells me? And, and he's right. This, this Ethiopian man knew who God was. He was a believer. He, he even probably understood what his relationship with God was because of sin. In fact, this Ethiopian man who was coming from Jerusalem, who had been worshiping in Jerusalem, because he was a eunuch, he wouldn't have even been allowed into the temple area because he was considered unclean. And, and, but this man, that's what he knew about God. He didn't know about God's love. He didn't know about Jesus. He didn't know about his Savior. And that's the message that, that Philip needed, he needed to hear. And that's the message that Philip needed to tell him. And I don't think that's too different from people in the world today. Because I think a lot of people know who God is, right? They know who Jesus is. If you ask someone on the street, they, they, would, they would know who you're talking about. But they don't really know who Jesus is. They don't know that they have a Savior who loves them. They don't know that he died for their sins. And, and they can't understand it unless someone tells them, unless they hear God's gospel message. So this, this man who Philip is talking to, and, and, and I kind of, am, am, I wish we could hear what Philip's evangelism presentation was. But it's almost better that Luke leaves it so simple. Luke says that beginning with that passage, he told him the good news about Jesus. It's, it's the simple gospel message. It's that message that Jesus loves you. Jesus died for your sins. Jesus rose again. And, and because he lives, one day you will live. It's, it's a simple message. And it's a message I think we hear so often that we can start to take it for granted. But it's a message that we need to hear every day. The message about how much Jesus loves us. And, and when I was thinking about this message, this simple, this seemingly simple gospel message, I, I was thinking about when the first time I would have heard that message was. And, and since it was Mother's Day, I was thinking about my mom and how I have to call her today. 
and then wish her a happy Mother's Day. But I was thinking that it was probably my mom who told me for the first time the good news of Jesus. I can remember as a kid, every, every night before bed, my mom would read, from a, read to us from this Bible story book, and it had pictures. But, but what I remember even more than that was that she would sing with us every night before bed. And, and it would always be verses of hymns or, or songs about Jesus. And, and one of the first songs I can remember learning, I can remember singing, is, is Jesus Loves Me. And the words to that song, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. That, that, that simple message, that simple melody, that simple, those simple words. But, but then it hit me. I was watching a video. I saw a video somewhere of a group of kids singing that song. And it was kids singing that song with a big smile on their face. It's such a simple message that Jesus loves you. But, but that message is life changing. That's the message that the world needs to hear. That's the message that so many people don't know. But, but sometimes when we get in that situation where we're going to, where we're going to share, where we have an opportunity to be a witness and, and share this familiar message, we, we kind of psych ourselves out. We, we convince ourselves that we can't do it. I, I don't have the right words to say someone else could do it better than me. And, and we pass up that opportunity. It really shows just how weak we are. But then we look to Jesus and, and how strong he is. And we remember that it's this message that he gives us to share. And, and I just want you to imagine for a moment what your life would be like if you didn't have that good news about Jesus. If you didn't have the assurance that Jesus died for your sins. If you didn't have the confidence that Jesus rose from the dead and that death is not the end. That's what so many people are living like. That's why so many people need to hear that simple message. That simple message that Jesus loves you. Because that message, as simple as it is, is the difference between heaven and hell. And look at the joy. <laughs> now that we keep going, look at the joy that this Ethiopian man has when he hears this message? Or can you imagine, just put yourself in his sandals for a second and imagine what that was like for him when he was hearing for the first time that Jesus came and died for you. He died for all people, not just for the Jews. There's now no longer Jew or Gentile. You are a child of God. You have eternal life. And look at the change that made in his life. As they're driving along, he sees some water and he says, what's stopping me from being baptized? There was nothing. Philip baptized him right then and there. And all of a sudden, this, this Ethiopian man who, who was a foreigner before is now a child, redeemed, baptized child of God. And it all started with a simple conversation. It started with somebody sharing the good news about Jesus. But that little conversation had an eternal impact. That's the familiar message 
that God calls us to share with the world. And I want to just encourage you one more time that you can do it. You can be the person that tells someone the love that Jesus has died for them, that they have salvation. You can be the one with the help of God that overcomes cultural barriers, overcomes different backgrounds, overcomes different political opinions to share that simple message of Christ's love. We are called to be witnesses. And we can be witnesses to the ends of the earth. Amen.